0: The Trojans hold a 38-8 series advantage. To put it mildly, they have owned the Wildcats. What are you going to remember when they stop playing each other? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching this show on YouTube or wherever you're going to download your podcast, just know it's free, and I appreciate your support every time you tune in. You can show your appreciation. If you're watching on YouTube, become a subscriber. It's so easy, and it's free. Just click that red subscriber button. Hit that bell notification button so you don't miss an episode Monday through Friday. And slam that thumbs up button when you like what you see. And I know you like what you see. That's why you come here every day. These days, every new potential hire can make you feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com forward slash locked on college. Terms and conditions will apply. The Trojans are trading in the Arizona Wildcats for the Northwestern Wildcats after this season. Everybody knows Pac-12 is turning into the Pac-2. USC broke up the conference and will join the Big Ten conference starting in 2024. And as you can see on today's rundown, well, you can't actually see it. Part of Friday's rant, uh, I'm going to be talking about some of the upcoming schedules. USC has found out what their five-year plan is in conference in the Big. They got their schedule released, twenty twenty four through twenty twenty eight. We'll go over that in the third segment. It's part of Friday's rant. But first, we're going to talk about USC versus Arizona. And the last, this, this is the last time. Um, Though actually, the last time USC played a uh, a North, the last time they played Northwestern was in the Rose Bowl, and it was actually a competitive game. USC against the Arizona Wildcats, it hasn't been that competitive of a series. Again, USC owns it 38-8. They've won 19 out of the last 21 meetings, and they've won the last 10 games in a row. That's, I mean, that's ownage. There's no other way to say it. Uh, there, there are literally so few moments uh, from this series that stand out that it's, it's hard to believe that um, Arizona was a member of the, the Pac-12 conference. It, what's crazy is the last time USC lost to Arizona, Marquise Lee was playing wide receiver for the Trojans, and he won the bullet Award. He was the first Trojan to win it. Uh, Marquise Lee won the Fred Bullet-Nakoff Award as the best wide receiver in college football back in 2012. He had in that season, and I'm building this up so you gotta understand what he did against Arizona. This is I mean it was incredible. But during that season, he he had more than 10 receptions in seven games that year, and he recorded over a hundred receiving yards eight times. That year, 112 receptions, 1680 yards, 14 touchdowns. In one game against Arizona. He had 16 catches for 345 yards and two touchdowns. That his total yardage in that game set a Pac 12 record. I'm not sure if it still exists, but 345 yards is an amazing number. <laughs> in that game, USC's offense finished with 618 total yards. So he had well over half. Uh, but USC in that game, Again, they lost it. They couldn't get past five turnovers, two interceptions by Matt Barkley, and 13 penalties that totaled 117 yards. So a couple of things stand out in this series. Number one, uh, lots of high-scoring games. And the last three games in this series have been decided by one score. Will that happen again on Saturday? We'll find out. I don't think the game's going to be closed again trend says otherwise what what always stands out more in a series are the losses um more so than the wins and i think because there's just there's so few losses in the series that you you remember the ones that when they do happen but one of usc's wins that really sticks out to me that i remember in this series back in 2008 it was in tucson and Taylor Mays, he was uh, playing the role of, of an assassin, <laughs> essentially. He was USC's free safety. And on back-to-back plays, he took out both of the Arizona running backs. Uh, on the first play, it was a stretch running play um, going towards the sideline. And Keola Antolin, not the biggest running back in the world, uh, he tried to get to the edge before, and then he cut it upfield, Taylor Mays met him on the hole with his shoulder. And, like I said, Taylor Mays, much bigger. 6'2", 2-something, 2 230, 235. Keola, Keola Anton was like 5'9 on a good day. Um, Taylor just laid his shoulder into him, stopped him in his tracks. But before Anton ended up on his backside, I think he did like a 5'80 in the air. That's how hard Taylor hit him. And I don't think he returned to the game after that hit. Not sure. If anybody remembers differently, please feel free to correct me. On the next play, pretty sure it was the next play, uh, their starting running back, Nick Grigsby, he saw a hole up the middle, and he picked up his 10 yards, but he paid the price big time. Uh, Taylor Mays threw his other shoulder into Nick's hip, and the next thing you know, Nick Grigsby is limping off the field and again, I don't think he returned to the to the game as well. So, um, excuse me for one second, I'm getting a little emotional, feel, emotional here, thinking about that 2008 defense, because I, I just have this crazy, crazy imagining idea: what Lincoln Riley, what Lincoln Riley's team would look like with Pete Carroll's 2008 defense, with his with Lincoln Riley's offense. Yeah. I know it's crazy. Anyways, the last time Arizona beat USC was back in 2012. That was the unfinished business business season. Uh, USC was preseason number one. Matt Barkley was a quarterback. Robert Woods, Marquise Lee I spoke about. But it didn't turn out well. Um, that was a rough year for USC. I doubt that um, USC is going to have a similar season. But it would be so USC-like. To use this type of to lose this game coming up in a shootout uh, like they did in 2012, one week ahead of their game against Notre Dame. So, what games do you remember from this series, Trojan fans? Give me some feedback in the YouTube comments section. Were you in the Coliseum in 2000 with me when Arizona came in and beat USC's team led by coached by Paul Hackett? I was there. I don't know if there was even 15,000 fans in the stadium because I literally, I walked to whatever seat I wanted to get a different view of during that game. By the end of the third quarter, I left. If you remember that game, you understand why. Perhaps maybe the the worst performance I've ever seen USC in a game live. I've seen, I know I've seen worse, but that one really stuck out. On the topic of YouTube comments and feedback, in the next segment, I'm going to read some of those uh, that you've given me uh, this past week. So stick around. Maybe you'll hear your name. Maybe you'll be famous for a few minutes. We'll see. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster, and they're going to do it for free. And as easy it is to use LinkedIn to find a job, guess what? It's also just as easy to create a free job posting on LinkedIn Jobs. And once you add your job listing, You then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your own linkedin profile so you can spread the word linkedin is going to provide you with simple tools like screening questions and that makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire recruiting the right person for your team means a better product it's why small businesses why they rate LinkedIn number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com forward slash college. That's linkedin.com forward slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. The college football season, it's here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. Locked On College Football Live will cover the college football playoff implications, the college rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. Look, I get it. Trojan fans, I've been a little emotional lately. Uh, I like to call, them, you know, I like to call, um, and I'm a part of it, the passionate fan base. But this is what happens when you... When you set an expectation level, and those expectations aren't being met. So there's a lot of Trojan fans out there who have been uh, venting. They didn't like what they saw last week despite winning on the road. I get it. I really, really do. However, I also think—I I really don't think it's unreasonable to want to see a better product. And I think it's all everybody wants. They just want to see the best version of USC that they can be. Right, They want to see a product that plays football for 60 minutes, not for 31 minutes, takes off 10 minutes, and then plays another nine minutes strong. We want to see weekly development on both sides of the ball, specifically the defense. One thing that has Trojan fans upset was the team's inability to run the ball, as well as stop the run. And I talked about that throughout the week. So let's see what some other folks had to say uh, after watching USC play, not just this past weekend, but these last couple of weekends. Uh, This first uh, comment came in actually recently, and I thought it was different from the norm. And it was from from a poster called Front Up. F-R-U-N-K apostrophe D. I like that name, frunked up. Frunk said, except for protecting a narrow lead late in a game, NC's offense should try to score in as few plays as possible. Quickly, question mark. Why? Penalties and drops can derail any offense, even ours. And he is correct. People, playing keep away is not good defense. Fundamentals, good tackling, do your assignment, etc. is what will improve our defense. Front in a perfect world, I agree. Thoroughly, 100%. However, when you're playing on the road and you have USC's defense and a 41-14 to lead, I think running the ball and shortening the game by burning clock helps your defense more than their ability, or in their case, inability to make a tackle. Giving them more opportunities in a game, I don't know if that's where I want them learning how to tackle. I prefer it happening in practice and then that carrying over into the game. It's not happening. And when you see it's not happening during the game, let's limit those opportunities. But again, in a perfect world, I agree with you. We're not living in that perfect world and we're we're working with Alex Bridge's defense right now. This one comes from Steve Dolan 5065 everydayer. He says, "My only criticism of the offense is that frequently on third down and short, it seems like we are going for the bomb when there are wide open receivers who are beyond the sticks and it is much and it's a much higher percentage throw. I would like to see more of our running backs, which also shortens the game and gives the defense a breather." If you think about our defense on the field for 90 plus snaps, that means they are playing about one and a third of a one and one third of a typical game. While scoring quick is fun to watch, it puts more stress on the defense, just the opinions of a fan. I've never coached football at any level. I played three years, and I'm so old that we played offense and defense back then. So he was a two-way player. Look, I agree, Steve. It's it, it's kind of hard to nitpick Caleb Williams considering what he does and how good he is. But yes, you are correct. And I've talked about it. There are some times where just getting the first down and keeping the drive alive, it would be the prudent thing to do. He had an opportunity to do that against Colorado and it actually turned turned into an interception on the same type of play that you described. So we're seeing the same thing. Uh, This comment comes from, John, my SCL, F8, excuse me, 5823. And he's an Oklahoma fan. Who you, fan here? But I think the best analysis I've heard was from Teddy Lehman. He essentially said that Lincoln Riley actually has always tried to put a good defense in. If you're not familiar, Teddy Lehman played a defense for the Oklahoma Sooners. He was like a hybrid linebacker, safety type of role. The uh, OU put resources into finding guys, and there's been players under Lincoln Riley on defense that have made NFL rosters. The problem he found was it's more of a perception thing. He's heard recruits tell stories where recruiters from other schools said that Lincoln Riley's teams aren't going to be good for your career. To me, if Lincoln Riley makes the right changes and can demonstrate a defense that, can, that could play in the top 40, the perception might change. First off, Sean, uh, thank you for listening, being a being a listener to the show, and for bringing in honest and not sounding like the rest of the, figure quotes, passionate sooner people, who uh, typically aren't as eloquent as you were. Let's just put it that way. So yeah, I, I agree. You make some really good points, and keep listening, and tell all of your uh, boomer sooner buddies to to make our Locked on USC an everyday listen as well. I love feedback from everybody. <coughs> what we'll see, uh, I guess we'll see what happens at the end of the season, though. It might be time for Lincoln Riley to encourage his friend and, and protege Alex Wrench to you kind know, of leave the nest. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh, USC's new athletic director might give her own gentle nudge and that's even if USC does make a playoff run. Just a This next comment is from David Reinhardt, 418. David is also an everyday listener. He said, defense needs to play more of the bench so they are fresher and deeper in games. Uh, absolutely, could not agree more. <laughs> Nothing needs to be said. He also added, USC has to stop running just run one running back. They need to bring in fresh running backs that can hit opponents hard every run. But uh, I in theory, I, I think it sounds good. I don't mind going with the hot back, though. I prefer, I would I would actually prefer the thunder and lightning style, you know, two back, Lendell White, Reggie Bush type of complement of each other. However, I'm not sure there's a running back on this roster right now that can block as well as Travis died last year. And I, I'm wondering if that's what's kind of holding up the the regular rotation a little bit. Uh for instance, example on that cornerback blitz uh that got Caleb planted in the dirt last week against Colorado. I think Austin Jones forgot his assignment. Because if you watch, go back and watch the play. He goes up into the hole and then it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Starts to turn around and go back to uh find the guy that he's supposed to pick up. Unfortunately, it's too late at that time. So, I don't know if that's having anything to do with uh, the the running back rotation. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. From Charles Gordon seven two one two, real simple. Score more points than the opponents in the next eight games. Next stop, playoffs. So, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. It's not a problem, Charles, until the offense. Uh, can't score, and the defense can't stop the other team from scoring. And we almost saw that happen against Colorado. From remember when it was 41 to 14 with 60 minutes left in the third quarter? USC scored seven more points. That should never happen. My, in, in fact, if we actually agree, by the way. If you remember my three keys to the game last week, I tweeted it out. It was establish the running game, they failed tackle on defense. They failed. And third, score more points than the opponent. They did that. So we do see things the same way, Charles. And I I think it's just a matter of you agreeing. We agree with each other. From Uma Guma 1107. So hopefully we are all quote and quote, these are, put this in quote, punched out on Grinch for another week. And we can enjoy Saturday's game. Okay. I'm not sure why, but I literally, I, w- I just wanted to say Uma Guma out loud. I love that type of stuff. So I agree, Uma Guma, fight on. Let's, let's give Alex Grinch a break. And Alex Grinch, bring the defense this Saturday. You won't hear anything. Another one of my everydayers, A.J. Woodson. Why are we so scared of Notre Dame? Mark my word, Notre Dame will lose to Louisville on Saturday. Washington is the only team I'm unsure about because they have an offense. Notre Dame is a joke. Duke should have beat them. Fight on. Let's go, AJ. I got you, man. Fingers up. Fight on. Washington, but here's, let me ask you this. I'll answer your concern with my own. you think Washington versus USC at the Coliseum is a scarier proposition than USC playing in Eugene. I'll go along with you. Screw the ducks. I I if USC was playing in Seattle, yeah, that's a very scary game. Don't don't forget you Washington just played on the road at Arizona, USC's next opponent. Arizona held Washington's quarterback, Michael Penix, without a passing touchdown. Washington won the game 31 to 24. They dinked and dunked, and then when they got in the red zone, they they relied on their running backs to score four touchdowns. From Renee is cool. Wouldn't it be nice if USC could have a post-game press conference where they could say, we played a great game, the end. Renee, it's going to happen this Saturday. <laughs> Knock on wood, fingers crossed, fight on. It's going to happen this Saturday, Renee, because I would like nothing better than for Lincoln Riley to come out after the game Saturday night at 1130 midnight, whatever time it's going to be, and say, you know what? We played a complete great game. Offense did their jobs. Defense did their jobs. Special teams did their job. And that's why we're leaving here 63 to 24 victors. That's my game time prediction. All right. Next up. The Friday rant. Snapping in the action, the, this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's it. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's literally no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide, wide range of different betting options, including the point spread. You can bet on player props, the over-under, and there's a whole lot more, much more than that. So, visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. You know what that means. I got something I probably got to get off my chest. Yeah, it's time for the Friday rant. Like, I'm probably stating the obvious when I say this, but the NCAA is a—it's just a group of idiots. Four walls and a collection of nerds that have no idea what they're doing, but they just want to feel like they have power. They make rules with zero common sense. You know, it's crazy ironic to me that what got USC slammed, remember those sanctions? is actually legal today. It's part of the everyday process in today's college athletics. Name, image, likeness. Allowing players to make money. one of the ways that um programs like to hype themselves and, and and make make themselves appealing to recruits is by doing photo shoots recruits they show up on campus they put on you know if they're coming to usc they'll put on the uniform and then they're kind of treated like a hugo boss runaway model they do a whole bunch of poses they take them all over campus up to the coliseum take pictures and the recruits fill up their social media accounts. Well, for whatever reason, (laughs) the NCAA just banned photo shoots on unofficial visits for the recruits. Why? What does that accomplish? Why not focus on the bigger issues? Like paying the high school recruits to take these unofficial visits? The schools aren't doing it. The collectives are. Other people are paying high school recruits to come to their school. And then what do the schools do? Let's make this trip special. You're here. Let's take some pictures. If the NCAA wants to ban anything, how about banning the, the, the practice of recruits being paid to take visits? I'm not talking about the official visit. That's paid for by the school. I'm talking about it's now, and I've talked about this in the past. Recruits are actually saying, you know what, I'm a five-star. If you want me to come build, help hype up your program, my bank account could use a $5,000 deposit. And these recruits have no intention of attending that school. That's the type of stuff that's going on right now. I'll tell you what. If the NCAA wants to ban something else, ban head football coaches like Brian Kelly from being a part of these photo shoots and dancing like, no, I can't use the word I want to use. Like an idiot. Hit up social media, Brian Kelly dancing. And I apologize in advance for for burning your eyes. So that's really what I wanted to rant about. The other part of it is that I want to talk about. It's not really a rant, but I think I want to bring this up. USC found out what their uh, Big Ten conference schedule is going to look like from 2024 through 2028. They've got their next five years planned out. Uh, The conference had, the big conference had previously released their schedules for 2024 and 2025, and then Oregon and Washington Got it on on their hands and knees and begged to come in on pennies on the dollar. So the schedule makers had to go back to the drawing board and recreate. With that said, we now have a five year plan because this looks like conference realignment is set at least for the immediate future. So in 2024, USC will host Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. That season, USC will travel to Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Washington and a semi-road trip to UCLA. Oh, by the way, if that schedule isn't tough enough, they're out of conference schedule that year. LSU in Las Vegas, Notre Dame at home, and Utah State. That's the easy game. (laughs) In 2025, USC will host Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, your Northwestern Wildcats, and UCLA. The road games will be at Illinois, at Nebraska, Oregon, and Purdue. In 2026, home schedule, Maryland, Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, USC on the road, Indiana, Penn State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, UCLA. And if that schedule isn't tough enough, check out their auto conference schedule that season, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, and Fresno State. 2027, USC will host Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and UCLA. will travel to Iowa, Maryland, Ohio State, and Washington. And then in 2028, coming to the Coliseum, you've got Iowa, Nebraska, Penn State, Purdue, and then USC travels to Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern, Oregon, and UCLA. This is the benefit of USC moving to the big conference. USC can go on the road, win by a couple touchdowns against any of those teams I just mentioned, and they're probably not going to drop in the polls. That's what happens when you play in the Pac 12. You went on the road against Arizona State, but you're favored to win by three, four touchdowns. You only win by two touchdowns. You drop a couple spots. You go up to Colorado. You're expected to win by 20 something points. You win by seven. You don't run the ball. You can't stop Colorado who can't run the ball, you drop more spots in the poll. It's a perception thing. So, there you go. Another episode of Locked On USC in the Books, another week of Locked On USC in the Books. I will be back with a post-game reaction at some point when you're probably in bed after Saturday Saturday's game against Arizona. It will be up sometime on Sunday. So, until then, everyone, And I'll be back with another five episodes next week. When you're not finding me Mm -hmm. here on Locked on USC, I'm over there on wersc.com. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.